short for a stormtrooper? Huh? Oh, the uniform. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. You're who? I'm here to rescue you. I've got your R2 unit. I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi? Where is he? Come on. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Leclerc and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 272, Top 5 Luke and Leia Moments. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Captain Cassian Andor to my K2SO, we have Carl LeClaire. K! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's it? How are you? Oh, doing pretty well. I am I am excited for a top five episode. Go figure. I mean, right? Uh, top five, a.k.a. top seven, because of our honorable mentions. But, you know, it's what we do. Spoiler alert. I've only got one honorable mention this time. <gasps> I know. Crazy. Crazy. Yes. I know. But, uh, yes, as we said, the, the uh, episode for today will be... Our top five Luke and Leia moments. The only time we've obviously done a lot of top five moments, um, typically specific to a, a particular character. Only once have we done, um, oh, maybe twice. Maybe twice now we've done these like pairing of characters. I think we did a Han and Chewie one, and then we've done a uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin one in the past. Yes. Um, yeah, I know we've definitely done Anakin and Obi-Wan. I can't remember if we actually did Han and Chewie or not. I'm pretty sure we did. I think so. Um but maybe we'll have to but do that's a new been one years in light of Solo. ago. Yes. Years ago. Yeah, we've been doing this a while. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so t- so today's episode is going to be all about our, some of our favorite moments between Luke and Leia in the Star Wars saga. And uh, there's been some really, really good ones. Uh, yes. Um, but before we hop into our topic, as always, um, uh, we have a matchup to go over. But before we even hop into our matchup, just a really quick update and thank you. Um, because our social media has been really increasing in traffic in the last couple of months, um, which is is always fun, really exciting. So we've gotten quite a few new um, likes on Facebook. We are now at um, Jason. The hard number was what one thousand and thirteen? Is that what you said? One thousand and thirteen followers on Twitter. So this is awesome. I've oh, I've always wanted to break the thousand mark on something. So um, <laughs> we did it. We did it. Um, so a, a, a huge thank you to all of you who have recently liked us on Facebook or have followed us on Twitter. Um, we appreciate your participation, your your investment in the show, and of course, welcome, welcome to the the fun of the Wampus Lair community. Um, we welcome you and uh, are so excited to have more voices involved in the uh, community here. Yes, definitely. And I'm sorry for those of you who did just join us, but this is also the episode where we re- announce our retirement from podcasting. Good night, everybody. It's been, it's been <laughs> real. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> 
No, no, no. Just kidding. Don't don't freak out. Um, <laughs> I had to do it. There is no. Why. Sorry. There is no end in sight, my friend. No, there isn't. There really isn't any end in sight, um, which I am okay with. I am definitely okay with. Oh, because it means I get to talk Star Wars with you every week. Oh, it's the best part of my week, my friend. Best part of the week. <laughs> so, um, as you all know, we had a a really fun matchup from last episode that Jason gave us, which was a a fun roguish throwdown between Finn and Lando. And of course, as always, our Larians had quite a few things to say. Jason, what say the Larians on our recent matchup? All right. Well, over on Facebook, William Wilson says, I got to get to my boy Lando. He's been through a lot more than Finn, has more experience in gunfights, and knows how to talk his way out of things. Lando takes this. Katie Horn says, Finn, it's not even close. Lando might have some fancy flying skills, but Finn took on Phasma. No way Lando could walk away from that. James Johnson, Finn all the way. He has Stormtrooper training. Aaron Edgel says, Lando. He would have won the fight and be sipping a nice cognac with a toilet dancer while Finn was trying to find a way to run away. Uh, Cody Murphy gives a nice little story about uh, <laughs> Finn being on vacation at Canto Bite, uh, playing a match of Sabak against Lando and losing in a big way. Finn accuses Lando of cheating and it goes to fisticuffs. Lando says, son, you don't want to hurt me. I'm your father. And then knocks him out with a flick of his cape. Finn then wakes up in Kanto prison. They have a heart-to-heart, and Lando breaks him out. They then steal the Millennium Falcon from Rey and go gallivanting among the stars, searching for riches and glory while fighting the First Order along the way in a vigilante fashion. So, Cody, nice story, but it doesn't really give me an answer, so I'm going to put that one as a tie. Um, (laughs) Cameron Simmons says, I've been trying to think of a reason why I say Lando, other than the fact I prefer him by far. So let's just say he throws a smoke grenade down and just X8 snipers him through the uh, and the fight is over. Uh, Jeffrey Fishbach says, Lando, after his victory over Finn, he'll kick it back with a nice ice-cold Colt 45. There you go, Jeffrey. First one to bring up the Colt 45. <laughs> um, Travis Magruder gives it to Finn. Heather Rardin says, Lando, 100%. Finn was no match for DJ's schemes, and DJ wasn't even half as charming as Lando. I don't think DJ was trying to be charming, but I get your point, Heather. Um I don't think charm is a word that enters DJ's mind. Just, he's just <laughs> d- d- scheming. Do you need a lift? <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. <laughs> d- 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 need a lift? <laughs> it's a little, a little too much there. Um, Jeffrey Beaumont says, since you were not specific on the type of fight, here it goes. Pick up a woman, goes to Lando. Fist fight goes to Finn. Gun fight goes to Finn. Starship flying goes to Lando. Choose one. If you do not pick Lando, then turn in your Star Wars card. Jeez, Jeff. It's a little harsh. But I put one no. vote for both Lando and <laughs> I think Finn what he, because... I think I think Jeff's having some fun with us there and pretending like it's a board game. Ah, That's my probably. take on it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The collection card your, Turn in your Star Wars card and move back three spaces. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Do not pass. Um, do not pass. Go. Do not pass. Go. Do not collect two hundred. Whoopee whoopee. Um, <laughs> I just took a sip of water and almost spewed it all over. Whoopee whoopee. <laughs> whoopee whoopee. <laughs> ah, chuba. All right. Um, oh, so we got a few responses Jason, here. I love the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off in the weeds again. Um, 
Neil Lowry says Lando wins, knocks Finn out with a can of Colt 45. Uh, Jeremy Burt says Lando because he's smooth. Kevin Wong, Finn, because Lando is a lover, not a fighter. Uh, and Patrick says um, in an email, I have to give it to Lando. He wins just by smiling his amazing smile. We didn't get any responses on Twitter, but that gives us a final tally here of nine for Lando, five for Finn, and one tie. Thank you, Cody. Uh, Carl, what say you? You know, um, uh, so I, th- I honestly think it's pretty close. Um, because they have very different skill sets, right? Um, Finn has right. formal training and soldiering. Um, Lando has just lots of experience of getting himself out of fights and probably winning the fights that he has to. He knows how to win the fights when he gets drawn into them. Finn is a bit of a coward. Like that's kind of what his you know archetypal character is. Um, specifically in Force Awakens, right? He's the cowardly lion. Um. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, yes, Finn goes against Phasma and lasts for, what, 10 seconds? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he gets a lucky <laughs> shot to win, but that's it. He doesn't win because of his own wherewithal. He just gets lucky, um, which yeah. I think was important because he couldn't even take on, you know, FN Trader like in Force Awakens. He gets totally owned by just a random trooper. So Finn's not <laughs> the most gifted soldier. That's very evident. Um, so I, I think it's close, but I definitely got to go with Lando. Um, Lando just has, you know, he's good with a gun. He's he's good on his feet. He's quick-witted, which will translate well in, you know, kind of a spur-of-the-moment fight. Whereas Finn has certainly some technical training, but I don't think Lando would ever let Finn get close enough to ever take into account the the prowess that he has gained via his training. So I, I, I think it's close, but I definitely give it to Lando. What do you think? Um, I'm going to... I've been back and forth on this one all week. Um, and that just highlights how close I think this matchup is. But I am going to give it to Lando because of his... Um, his ad-libbing skills, not not just verbal ad-libbing, but like being able to think on his feet. He's much quicker uh, to react to a changing situation and to uh, find the best way to react to a changing situation. I think Finn is a bit more rigid in that respect um, and doesn't have the experience or the wherewithal to plan for the unexpected, where I think Lando... Um, is much better at rolling with the punches and taking advantage of them than Finn is. And so whether it's in a fist fight or in a blaster duel or anything like that, I I think Lando's going to come out on top just because he's better at adapting to a changing situation than Finn is. Mm -hmm. Good point. So, um, but that gives us a final tally of 11 for Lando, five for Finn and one tie. Um, I don't think I do want to say I don't think Lando gets out of this unscathed. His his cape is probably in tatters by the end of this sad face. Um, <laughs> but I, I I do think Lando is the the victor. So uh, eventually we'll have to do a top five capes episode. Oh yes. <laughs> Although I don't think there'd be a lot to really add to it. It'd be like a five minute episode. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, my number five cape is Count Dooku's because I like it. And number four goes to Krennic because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
because uh, it's cool. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe I should do one of those um, on my background spotlight episodes on Patreon. I, I should do. Uh, I should count down my favorite capes I in think, Star Wars. I think that's a great idea. That is a fantastic idea. I will do that one of those days. One of these days. One of those days. <laughs> one of one of those days. Maybe <laughs> one of these days. And I don't remember the next lyric. Anyway, um, Carl. Yes. Take it away before I ramble myself into oblivion. Well, I think it's time we hop into to yet again another top five, which, uh, gosh, Jason, I just I love doing top fives. They're fun. Um, now, for, for one of the rare occasions, I actually have one honorable mention this time. Um, so do you have two? I do have two. So, so I'm going to let go you ki- Yeah, I'll let you kick this off. All right. Well, the, the first honorable mention I want to bring up here is... Um, is the the swing across the Death Star chasm? Um, this is a, an iconic shot uh, with Luke and Leia in it. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite, obviously, but it's a fun moment. Um, you know the you know find the controls to extend the bridge. Oh, I think I just blasted them. They're coming through. Oh, oh. you know the echo and everything. I don't know. I, I I like the whole sequence. It's fun. It's exciting. Um, and so, yeah, it's my, my first honorable mention. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll just agree with you because I don't have it on my list, but it would certainly be an honorable mention for me because it's not like a particular moment that I love in the movie. But again, like you said, it's just so it's such an iconic scene in star Wars, right? I mean, it's analogous mm-hmm. with the twin sons, you know, um, there's some just you know really standout moments from specifically the original Star Wars film, and again, obviously, as you and I did not grow up in the 1970s and did not see these films in their original run, um, those particular moments don't have the same level of of uh, of, of gravity and weight for us. Um, but I think there's there there's just inherently such an appreciation for a moment like that because again it's just it's this moment where we really tap into like the swashbuckling adventures of the Star Wars story, right? Oh yeah. Um and and, oh, yeah. It, and it's fun, you know. I mean, she's giving him a kiss for luck. Um, you know, there's something mm-hmm. just uh, like the 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 hero gets the kiss from the princess in the scene, right? Like obviously, if you put yourself in the shoes of the original audience, like you have no idea that they're related. Also, I don't think that kiss is in any way romantic it's just simply something in the moment right um right something to give luke some extra courage um but yeah i mean it's just such a an iconic scene and and it's certainly worth mentioning so i'm glad that you put it on your list because again like it's 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 not specifically on mine but it is you you just think of that scene and um i think it's worth noting you know both of them are, are dressed in white they're the they're the pure good characters of this film and right. as they swing across, they almost become like one, right? They're one unit, um, you know, swinging to safety. It's it's not two individuals. It's 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 a unit um, that that is is combined. And even with those those white robes, just kind of enmeshed in each other, it is like as if it's just you know one character, you know, swinging to safety. Um, even though Luke is the one to initiate it, Leia is just as much involved. Right. Right, yeah, I know it. It's a fun scene. It's an iconic moment. Um, so I figured it deserved an honorable mention. So, oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned it. Excellent. What's your honorable mention? So I actually, well, I, I kind of combined two things <laughs> from okay. New Hope, and and the, I titled this, you know, Leia comforting Luke. 
Um, because this, and, and we kind of talked about both of these moments just in our last episode last week. Um, uh, you know, in our in our Act Three summary of of A New Hope, but the first one is the moment when they are fleeing the Death Star, and Leia is offering comfort to Luke in light of Ben Kenobi's death. Um, right, Leia is clearly this very strong character who who offers a shoulder for Luke to to cry on, to mourn on. And what's so impressive again, and, and and Robot Chicken again did a great job of drawing this out. But Leia is the one who's who's lost just as much, probably more than Luke, in the last twenty four hours, and yet she's the one still providing comfort for Luke. Um, and even more though, like in that moment on the Falcon, right? Like she reminds him, like Luke, there was nothing you could have done. You know, I mean, she's she's helping him get some relief from the guilt he feels. You know, like, oh, I, I, I can't believe he's gone, you know, and probably the thoughts going through his head is I, I could have done more. I should have done more to help save Ben. Um, and Leia is kind of giving him the permission to to not be so hard on himself. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then, I, again, I just kind of I bleed these two together because they're both moments where Leia comforts Luke and, and gives him a sense of direction. But it's also at the end of the film then, right after his encounter with Han and Han's reluctance to come along and, and, and Luke's kind of, you know, he's, he's hanging his head. He's bummed out and Leia shows up, you know, what's wrong. Oh, Han, you know, I really thought he'd change his mind. You know, he's got to choose his own path. No one can choose it for him. Right? Like Leia Mm -hmm. has, while she's the same age as Luke, she has just such a depth of wisdom that Luke just doesn't have. And in, in a way that makes sense. I mean, Leia is she grew up in the royal palaces of Alderaan. She's been a senator in the Imperial Senate. She's experienced a lot of life that Luke hasn't been a, a small town farm boy on Tatooine. Um, right. But she in no way judges Luke. She in no way condemns Luke. Um, again, she just provides him the sense of comfort um, and, you know, gives him this sense of wisdom of like, you know what? We're at the age now where no one can choose someone else's path. Like we need to respect people in what they in what they choose and be confident in what you choose. And again, this this little moment closes again with Leia giving Luke a little kiss on the cheek. Right? Like she's she's really providing him comfort. Again, I don't see this as necessarily romantic. Um I, th- I think in some ways it's meant to be. Like when George originally wrote it, I think there was supposed to be a little bit of a love triangle. Um and that's evidence at the beginning of Empire, but um you know, there's just this little moment of, of her lending comfort and support to Luke um, and giving him a fresh perspective in a way that Luke in both of these moments, Luke is distracted. He's he's kind of wallowing in his own grief and and and, and you know, sense of abandonment. And here is Leia who's offering him like again, which is so, so clear of what kind of character Leia is. Leia is always. She is all about getting the mission done, right? There's time for our sorrows later, Commander. I mean, that's such a a poignant line she delivers at the end of A New Hope. And in both of these instances, she's helping lift Luke out of the, you know, the, the quicksand of sorrow and just saying, hey, I'm setting you on the path to focusing on what needs to be done. And and that's what she is for Luke. She she helps guide Luke towards what needs to be done because that's how she lives her life. Um, so I think it's just these very important moments where, where Leia offers him some guidance. Yeah, I know those, those are great moments. Um, I, I, I find her ability to um, be that strength for Luke is remarkable. Um, 
especially considering what she's gone through. Um, so yeah, no, they're, they're great moments. And, and of course, folks, the dissertation you just got from Carl is only for his honorable mention. So just wait to see what he's got coming up next. Good Lord. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) What, what's your next honorable mention, my friend? Um, my next honorable mention, um, it comes from the last Jedi. Uh, and it's, it's a very, it's the briefest of moments. Um, but it's when Luke reconnects to the force, Mm. he goes up in the dead of night, um, to the, the meditation stone and reaches out with the force. And the first thing he does is touch Leia through the force and they connect. And it is that moment that I think begins to bring Leia out of her coma as well, um, that she's in. So it's a, it's a moment of recognition and, and probably healing for Luke. It's also a moment of, you know, spiritually for Luke, but it's also a moment of, of connection and then awakening and perhaps healing physically for Leia. And, and it's just the briefest of moments. Um, but it's something I, I always enjoy and something that I think is, is key to what happens later on with both of those characters in the movie. So um, I love that moment. That's a great moment. And um, I, I do kind of f- f- shove it in a little bit later with a different, a different moment. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it's, it's worth mentioning on its own. And I did almost give it its own. And I, I, again, this probably would have been again, just like you've been in my honorable mentions. Um, but yeah, I love this. You know, Luke makes finally makes the decision to reconnect with the force Right. And, and for anybody who was saying like, you know, the question of like, well, geez, why couldn't Leia connect with Luke in Force Awakens? Well, we learned in Last Jedi because he's cut himself off. So the first right. thing that happens when he connects to the Force, right, we don't know exactly what he's seeking. But notice, though, the one who first initiates the connection is Leia. You know, it goes to her in the, the med chamber there and she says, Luke. And then it flashes back immediately to Luke on Octu. Leia. Right. Um, so what? as soon as he opens himself, she connects to him. That's true. That's true. And, and what I liken it to is um, Luke is like um, a lighthouse on a foggy night that's mm. out. And he's finally reconnecting. He's turning it back on. Um, and so that light just suddenly is there again. And Leia, who's been searching for it through the fog sees it and she identifies it first before it comes and, and shines back on her. So that that's kind of what I, I kind of envisioned it as. And of course I'm, I'm using this analogy as someone who lives nowhere near a lighthouse, but <laughs> I'd like to imagine that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> those are Arizona desert lighthouses. <laughs> oh man. You have no idea yeah, no. that they're so crucial during the dust storms. Um, <laughs> Sandstorms can be very, very dangerous. Come oh, on, yes. come to my place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get caught out in a haboob. Um, that oh. is a technical term for those who are wondering. A haboob is a giant dust cloud that just sort of rolls its way across the desert. It's a storm. It's not fun. Fun fact via Jason. Yes. Uh, yes. But no, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that moment. It, it is a great moment. Um, and... 
I love that analogy you just painted, Jason. That's that's really beautiful. Um, this idea that he is a lighthouse, right? He finally emits his light back into the realm of the force, and Alea immediately grabs hold of it, right? So it, again, just shows yeah. this this really strong inherent connection between these two characters. That as soon as he pulls the wool off of his light, right, or, or to use a a Christian parable passage, as soon as he takes his his uh, bask off the lamp, you know, Leia's right. right there to receive the light and reach out to him. And again, it's just such a powerful effect. And and again, we don't know exactly why, but just pay attention immediately after this, right? Luke comes running back into the, the camp there and he's looking for Ray. And again, we don't know exactly why, but I, I, among a lot of other fans, have speculated, right, that this is Luke is finally ready to like train Ray, right? Like connecting to. Well, Leia. I also, I also think he senses the connection between her and and Kylo, and oh, sure. senses the disturbance, and so oh, he's like, point. "What's going on? This is bad. Got to stop it." So, I would think that's got something to do with it too. But yes, I, I think he's being. Being the making the choice to initiate um, to reconnect to the force obviously means he's willing to take a step closer to where Ray wants him to be. Uh, whether or not he's thinking he's actually going to start training her more or not, I'm not sure, but it's definitely a step in the direction that Ray is hoping for. For sure. So, yeah, great moment. I'm glad you mentioned it. Well, thank you. Uh, what's your number five though carl let's well, move into our top five yes my number five comes from return of the jedi and it's that infamous speeder bike chase um oh yeah. my gosh this is just one of those again like it's just a very fun moment um and i think the crux of it is i it just it shows how well they work together as a team um and you know just the way they they kind of spring into action there's it highlights a little bit about who their characters are at this particular moment in in the franchise, and right, Leia. There's a brashness to Leia. You know, as soon as she sees those other scout troopers taking off, you know, over there, two, two more of them. I see them. Wait, Leia. You know, <laughs> um, Leia just she doesn't really wait either. Yeah, no, exactly. She's she just going to catch up. <laughs> she's going to spring into action again. And, and even like I was just mentioning in, in the, my previous honorable mention though, like Leia has, is always just very keen and focused on the mission and their mission here is right to infiltrate Endor um, secretly. So, Oh crap, these guys are going to radio us in. So she immediately jumps into action and, um, I believe it's Brian Young from Full of Sith who made made the great point of how you know Leia is very much Anakin's daughter and Luke is is Padme's son. Um, yeah, right. This this idea that Leia has a lot of that brashness that Anakin exhibits in the prequels, and you know Luke has a little bit more of that sensitivity that uh, that seems to be possessed by Padme. Um, and, and I think this is one of those moments that shows that Leia just kind of jumps in headstrong. I've got to take them down. And what's very interesting, as soon as she hops on the speeder, Luke is immediately over her shoulder. You know, quick, jam their, jam their transmissions, center switch, right? Like Leia is probably not even thinking to do that. Her focus is just, on, I got to shoot these guys down. But Luke is, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a calmer place. He's giving some direction. Um, and uh, <laughs> he, he's the Obi-Wan to her Anakin. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, what are you doing? He went that way. This is a shortcut. I think. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
<laughs> I hate it when he does that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is just a really fun, fun moment where Leia is immediately springing to action. Luke's going to jump in to support her and the two of them working together. Um, it just shows like they can get whenever they work together and, and they work hand, you know, kind of side by side like this. There's nothing that they can't accomplish. Um, yeah. So I, I just really love that. We see again and and I, I apologies if you're going to mention this point a little bit later, but it's not on my list. But like right, like the same way they kind of work together on Jabba Sail Barge. The idea to me is, is specifically in Return of the Jedi when these two characters work together. Um, and even we get, you know, we get evidence of this in A New Hope, right? When these characters work together, there's nothing they can't accomplish. And, you know, we've never seen them hop on speeder bikes and race through a forest that they have no bearings on and, you know, going at high speed through a dense forest. But somehow by working together, there's just, again, nothing's impossible for these two when they when they put their minds to it. Yeah. No, it, I agree, and it, it's just uh, sort of a, a continuation of how I would imagine they've been working together since they lost Han at the end of Empire. You know, they you know they've been working closely together to try and number one keep the rebellion going, number two set up this rescue mission to get Han back, and then it just kind of as a matter of course keeps continuing along in this fashion. Um, it's a great scene. It's a fun scene. Um, I love it. It's not on my list. I can't believe I forgot it. Um, but it, I, you know, the moments I put down the moments that came to me first and there are some big moments that aren't on my list. So, um, but others that are, so I'm curious to see how your list all shakes out, Carl. Um, but yeah, no, this was not on my list. I love this scene because it's a fun uh, scene. It's the pod race of the original trilogy, if you will. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, very little music, much like the first two laps of the pod race. So very great well, sound effects by Ben Burt. To be fair, when I was putting together my, my notes this morning, um, there's literally no music during the scene. So if you were, if you actually listen to like the, the deluxe, you know, special edition soundtrack, the track speeder bike chase slash land of the Ewoks, the speeder bike chase goes up to a doom, doom, boom, boom, where they take off and then boom, the music's done. And there's no more music again until Wicket shows up with Leia. Because again, like, right. this is this is a Ben Burnt moment. Right. No, it, it's 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 a, such a fun scene and a, nif- a nifty scene from a filmmaking perspective, too. Because um, the music cuts out when, when Han flips the scout trooper over his shoulder. Yeah. And then it cuts out um, un- you know, until the end of the the chase um, after Luke has destroyed the last speeder and he takes a breath and it slowly kind of creeps its way back in after that. So, but it's my number five, my turn. Do it. Uh, my number five is going to be, um, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Their introduction. I love this scene. It's just a fun scene. It's a, it's a classic, you know, star Wars moment. Uh, he comes in to rescue her. He's, he's, this is what he's been trying to do this whole time. He's going to rescue the princess. He's going to go on an adventure and do all these great things. And he walks into the cell and she is not impressed at all. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Huh? Oh, the uniform. He completely forgets. He's not Luke Skywalker to anybody else right now. <laughs> and, and then he has to mention 
you know, R2 and Ben Kenobi in order to get her to jump into action. But um, it's it's just a great moment. And I, I don't have much other to say other than I, I just love it. You know, it's a fun scene and it's a, it's a nice little comedic break um, as we ramp up the action during this section of the movie. So um, it's just fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I, it's, it's my number four. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this. You know, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? So Luke is coming into that cell and he comes face to face with his dream girl. Right. I mean, that's, that's literally what Leia is in, in the story at this point. Right. He sees the, the transmission from R2, you know, who is she? She's beautiful. And now he's come face to face with her. Um, and the way he even like looks at her before she even says, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? The way he kind of tilts his head like a dog, right? Like a dog, you know, like when sometimes when you ask a dog a question and they kind of tilt their head to the side, um, like in that really cute little gesture, like they're trying to comprehend you. <laughs> Luke kind of has yes. this, like, he's just like, whoa, like to me in that moment, Luke is just completely dumbstruck. Like he doesn't know what to say, right? Like imagine that, like you've, you've seen your dream girl, like walk by you for days and days and days. And like, that's all that's on your mind. And you finally come face to face with her in the flesh and uh Oh, what do I say? <laughs> right. You know, right. right. And I've I, dreamed about this moment, but have no idea what to say. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that's Luke. He's just completely dumbstruck in the moment. And, and Leia just makes light of it. Um, and, and kind of shows just, again, just kind of the brashness of Leia. Like she doesn't know who this guy is for all she knows. He is a stormtrooper and she just immediately like picks on him. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Huh? Oh, the right. And it just shakes Luke out of his dreamlike state because that's really what he is. He's just standing there dumbstruck until she makes fun of him. And the first word out of his mouth to Leia is, huh? Yeah. Huh? Um, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's so great. And it cracks me up. And I think what's also important though, in that scene is it's the first time Luke says his name, right? Um, you know, Luke has a, 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 twice in the original trilogy statements of his identity here in a new hope. And then obviously again, at return of the Jedi, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jedi like my father before me, which you and I obviously love that scene. Um, uh, yes. as, as most Star Wars fans do. Um, but I think, though, in a, in a very significant way, this is the first time we get his last name. You know, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I mean, in one way, yes, it's just kind of kind of similar to your first honorable mention. It's just this very, like, iconic archetypal scene where where, where the hero is just, you know, I'm here to rescue you. You know, I'm, I'm the hero. Here I am. Um but I think it's even more important is because there's something about Leia, though, that gives Luke a sense of freedom in expressing the truth of who he is. Um, and while in this instance, it's literally just his name, um, he's very eager to offer that up, right? He's never told Han his full name. Certainly not, right? He doesn't trust right. Han with that information. He hasn't even necessarily trusted 3PO and, and, and R2 with that information. But something about Leia just immediately compels him to share his deeper truth. Um, and I think that's going to become so, uh, you know, enlightening to the, the type of relationship they share throughout the rest of the saga, even up through episode eight. Um, there's something about Leia that compels Luke to be his most authentic self, 
Um, and even mm-hmm. again, like in, in my, my honorable mention moment there, right. The way that she, um, gives him a freedom from his grief and his sadness. Leia always in, in a lot of instances, she, she elevates Luke to being something more. And even in this moment, he's making this heroic claim, this heroic statement. And, and Leia is the one who elicits that out of him. Yeah. Um, this is my number four. Yes. Yeah. You're number four. Woohoo. All right. Um, I, it's kind of funny. A lot of my, the, the ones lower down on my list are literally kind of just moments, mm. um, which is interesting. Um, and my next two are, are, you know, definitely follow suit with that, that theme there. Um, number four is, uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi, when the Death Star is blown up, and Han and Leia are sitting out in the forest with all the, the rebels and the Ewoks, and they look up and see the destroyed Death Star, and she gets that far away look in her eyes, like, you know, because she's reaching out with the Force, and Han says, I'm sure Luke wasn't on that thing when it blew it. And Leia's line is, He wasn't. I can feel it. Luke's not necessarily in the scene, but it's all about the two of them right there, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, sure. And then, of course, she she has to tell Han that that they're related, you know. He's my brother, you know. But it, it's one of those things where you know she's accepted the relationship. She's accepted the the uh, what that all means for her, at least as far as Luke is concerned. Vader, we're working on that. Um, <laughs> but but the idea that she's now using the Force in a more conscious way, um, that she's able to acknowledge that they're brother and sister now, because she couldn't tell Han last time they had a moment together, you know, any of what was going on. Uh, it it's, it's sunk in, and she's accepted that. And... I don't know. I, I love that scene for what it does for for Leia and Luke, and particularly Leia on that part. But it's all about the two of them there for that briefest moment. So, yeah, that's a great little moment. I, it's not on my list. Um, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because, yeah, I mean there there are so many great moments between characters that were that where they're not necessarily together physically, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I remember that we do have. Those mo- I remember we did the Han and Chewie moment because I remember one of those ones is the, the moment when Chewie like, you know, roars and, and despair and like kind of lets his head, you know, fall against that X-Wing support when, you know, they close the Hoth shield. Oh, right. that's right. It's one of those moments that it's all about Han and Chewie, but they're not physically together. And this is one of those moments, uh, you know, you, you've pointed out so, so well here is this moment where. You know, they're celebrating. Oh, wow. Look at that. They did it. They blew up the Death Star. Leia is well aware, as is Han, that Luke is on board, right? That Luke has surrendered himself. That's where he was taken. But Mm -hmm. Leia Leia immediately knows that he's okay. Um, And it it just shows that she has this innate force ability as a Skywalker and also is just a force sensitive. And and she knows Luke is free of danger. Um, Yeah. And they've already built that connection there. Exactly. Between the two of them. Exactly. And it's in this moment where Leia now reveals her deepest truth, right? Because not too long ago when Han's like, you know, what's going on? What is it? You know, I, I, I can't tell you. 
you could, could you tell Luke that's who you could tell, <laughs> you know. Um, right. And finally, Leia here in this moment of relief is finally ready because of Luke to share her deeper truth, um, which um, is a weighty thing to share with Han. And of course, that'll be unpacked more, you know, with, oh, geez, you guys are related. Oh, geez, Darth Vader's your father. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, right. um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this is a great little moment. Um. And, you know, it's actually very similar to my number three. It's not my number three, but it's similar to my number three. And uh, my my number three comes from Empire Strikes Back, and it's when Luke uses the Force to call out to Leia. Um, (sighs) When he's he's hanging beneath Cloud City there, you know, Leia, hear me. Leia, Luke, you know, Chewie, we've got to go back. You know, I don't know why she was British there for a second, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I know where Luke is. Well, what about those fighters? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love, I love this moment. It's and, and kind of similar to what you said, Jason. There's, there's not a ton to say about it. Um, but you know, in in the heat of the moment, it, it first off, it's it's the initial evidence that Leia also has the Force, right? Her ability to pick that distress call up. Um, from Luke just via the force shows that Leia obviously has some sort of force connection herself. And more than that, it just shows that there is some sort of deep connection between Luke and Leia. Um, his ability to just, just call out with the force and her to receive it in this way shows just this, this kind of innate bond between these two characters. Um, and what I love about this is what this says about their relationship to each other. Most importantly, I think, um, you know, it shows how much Luke trusts Leia to save him, um, right? Like he is literally out of luck here, right? Like Ben can't help him. Yoda certainly isn't there to help him. You know, his friends are making a run for it. No one is there to help him. But he trusts Leia to do it. He's she's the right because initially he's like, you know, Ben, why didn't you tell me, Ben? And then he realizes, geez, Ben can't help me. And Ben says as much, right? Like when he leaves Dagobah, you know, if you choose to face Vader, you will do it alone. I cannot interfere. I don't know what that accent is either, but um, <laughs> right, Luke. Luke knows that he's kind of on his own here until it's like, wait a minute, Leia. She can help me. So it just shows this kind of just profound trust that Luke has in Leia. Um, and also just a quick shout out to any of you who've read the Dark Empire comic back from, you know, the mid 90s where Luke, you know, goes to the dark side and who saves Luke from the dark side. It's Leia. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes the love of Leia to bring Luke back. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a moment like that in, you know, for a lot of people, that comic is a bit out there. It, it's it's not loved by everybody. I, I always enjoyed it. It's fun. Um, but I think a moment like that in a comic like Dark Empire is rooted in this particular moment from The Empire Strikes Back, right? Like there is um, there is this innate ability within Leia to, to bring Luke back, to save Luke. Um, and also it shows how much Leia clearly loves Luke and cares about Luke, that she's willing to fly back into hell itself to bring him out. Right. She she knows what's back there. You know, Lando tells them, you know, what about those fighters? Um, Lay it, you know, just do it. 
You know, she knows this is what she has to do. She, and in some parts, I think there is probably a little bit of guilt Leia's feeling here because of her inability to, to protect and save Han. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So like, I'm not going to lose both of my closest friends today. Right. Like I am going to get right. Luke, but also it just shows what she's willing to, to put herself through to go get Luke. So again, there's, there's, there's a deep abiding trust Luke has in Leia and that trust is rewarded because of her ability to come back and rescue him. Yeah. I shall reserve comment. Mm. So, um, but my number three uh, is very similar to my number two. Uh, it's also from Return of the Jedi, or my number two, my number four, the one I just did. I'm counting upwards rather than backwards. <laughs> anyway, number three is very similar to the last one I talked about. Um, <laughs> and it's the moment on Dagobah where Luke is talking to Obi-Wan and he has the realization of what Obi-Wan is hinting at, you know, about the other. Um, the other is your twin sister. And, but I have no but sister. Have no sister. Uh, mm, to protect you, you were separated um, shortly after you were born. Um, and because the Emperor knew, as I, that if Vader would have any offspring, it would be a threat to him. That is why your sister remains safely anonymous. Leia. Not anonymous any longer, Luke. Um, <laughs> but but I, I love the moment because uh, the realization, everything hits Luke like a ton of bricks. Um, you know, it, Mark Hamill is so does such a good job acting physically, um, you know, emotionally with the, with the facial expressions and stuff. Um, I love it. Uh, and, and this moment is where he really, you know, realizes the connection that he's had with this person over the last several years. It's, it's deeper than what it was initially thought, but it doesn't, I don't think surprise him. Um, it makes sense when that revelation happens. I think it, it makes sense to Luke. Um, things fall into place and things are a bit clearer now. Um, and so now he has an entire flight back from Dagobah to the rebel fleet to think about that and what all that means for him and Vader and Leia. So, uh, but I, I just love the moment because it's Leia's theme that plays there, you know? Oh yeah. Good or, call. or is it, or is that the Luke and Leia theme? No, I'm pretty sure you're right that it's, it's Luke and I, I'm pretty sure you're right that it, that it is indeed Leia's theme. I'm going to, I'm going to pull that scene up really quick while you keep talking, but I'm yeah. pretty sure you're right that it is Leia's theme. But um, because you know, does, yeah, cause he says because Leia, Leia's my sister. Leia. That's when it, Leia's my sister. that's when it kind of kicks in. Right. And I'm pretty sure Leia's theme kicks in for just a brief moment. Your insight serves you well. Bury these feelings deep down. They do go. you credit, but it could Lay be made to serve sister. the Emperor. Yeah, here we go. Um, I think you're right. Here we go. I'll, oh, you I'll got it? this really quick. Leia. Leia is my sister. Your insight serves you well. Yeah, it's Leia's theme. Bury your feelings that is Leia's theme. Okay. Um, they do good you call, credit. Jason. <laughs> yeah, because that's all that's on Luke's mind now. You know, <laughs> as soon as that revelation hits, nothing else comes close to the forefront of his mind. 
you know, what does this mean? How, how, you know, how do I tell her, you know, that sort of thing. And, and it's something that he doesn't bury as deep as Obi-Wan warned him to, because it's something that gets sensed by Vader during their duel. You know, he didn't hide it as well as he could have or should have. He still feels and is, you know, very deeply about this and cares very deeply about this new news. Um, and it's this moment that, that, that all hits him like a ton of bricks or, uh, you know, wrecking ball death star, um, you know, right upside the head. Um, so I, I love the moment. It's a great moment for the two of them, even though it, you know, only Luke is there in the scene. But like I said, I had one where Leia was the only one in the scene. It was all about the two of them. So I, I kind of wanted to have bookends in my list here. And that's, that's where I got that. And, and I just love the scene too. So <laughs> no, I love it that these are great little like subtle moments, Jason. I love them that you're pulling these out um, <laughs> because yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's, um, it's really about them. And, uh, I like the way you put it, that Luke has always known there's something between them. Um, right. And initially there was just like a, for him, at least an initial romantic desire for her, you know, a, a connection mm-hmm. in that way. But I think specifically like in the, the moment I was just talking about, right. Like there's something deeper for them than just that. Um, and even right. at that point too, right. Specifically the end of empire strikes back, like Leia's made up her mind. Like she's romantically connected to Han, like Luke's not on that radar anymore, but he's still, no. she still loves him, you know, but it's a different kind of love. Um, and I love you like a brother. Yeah. No, and, actually really. No, seriously. Really like a brother. <laughs> seriously, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. So that, that's a great moment. And, uh, you know, and then yeah, this weight on Luke of like, well, geez, that's a lot. Uh, how how do how do I how do I unpack this for her? How do I reveal this to her? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, Luke is a bit surprised, but not surprised. Yeah, yeah. It a little shocked, but not necessarily surprised. Yeah, yeah. All right, number three for you, Carl. Uh, number two for me. That was your oh, number, number two. Three. That's right. I'm sorry. That mm? well, <laughs> well, it's, I'm I'm gonna follow up for, uh, with basically um, uh, the 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 uh, the fallout of of all of these revelations for Luke um, between Luke and Leia. So I I called this the the the, disc- the family history discussion on Endor. Um, so from, you know, return of the Jedi with Luke and Leia's discussion there out on the, uh, if you Carl, will, Carl, it, yeah, it's the family tree. Oh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to call oh. me out cause it's pretty, it's pretty similar to a balcony scene. Um, uh, well, well, I mean, <laughs> yes, but it's, it, it's in a tree house. So it's the yes. family tree, the, you know, the, That's terrible. The, the only thing missing from the scene is just a dramatic tear from somebody. We need that. Um, right. I, I'm fine with like another Blu-ray release special edition where they just like CGI in a like a single tear down either one of those characters' cheeks. I'd I'd be all for it. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I I love this moment um, where Luke just unpacks his deepest and darkest truths. Um, so it initially begins 
by him, you know, kind of questioning her. Like, you know, what do you know about your mother? And, you know, well, you know, just thoughts, really images, feelings. Um, you know, again, like I, I still, I still think there's, I don't think there's any valid reason why Leia would have that based on what we got in Revenge of the Sith. I think, I think, you know, as much as I love George Lucas, that's just some stupid story writing on his part. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard the things well, like, oh, well, like Bale knew her so well that she was probably talked about a lot. It's like, yeah, no, but she, it, it's pretty clear in Return of the Jedi that Leia seems to have conscious memory of her mother, like physically, um, which we obviously know is never a truth. Um, but be that as it may, right? Like Luke is trying to uncover a little bit about his mother. He knows nothing about her. Um, so his hope that Leia does and she at least reveals that there was always a sadness to her, right? Um, and again, like to to back it up with George's canon of like, you know, maybe Leia just did grow up hearing a lot about Padme. I'm sure they did, you know, Bale and, and Breha probably shared a lot about how sad her mother was at the end of her life, which in part is because of the, the you know, the destruction of the Republic, but also the, the fall of her of her beloved. Um, uh, I'm sorry. One second. Yeah. Um, it, just a thought that occurred to me, and I don't know if this has any validity, but what, you know, what if that line could be construed as her talking about Breha? And not Padme. Yeah, um, but I it mean, doesn't match up considering the point of view Star Wars short story novel. You know, Breha is alive right up until the Death Star destroys Alderaan. Sorry, spoiler oh. alert. Right. So, and and also the the novel Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Breha is a huge part of that novel. So, I just don't think okay. that's the case. So, not to be a jerk, but like that the new canon, no. okay. the canon, the new canon nope. dismisses that. Good information for me to know. Thank yeah, you. Sorry. I appreciate and that. And spoiler alerts for those looking forward to read that. I apologize. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that's a valid point, Jason. But like the new canon has, has certainly d- d- dismissed th- that being a possibility. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I like this because, again, like uh, kind of similar to the, you know, you're too short for a stormtrooper scene where, where Luke for the first time says his name, says what he's about. You know, I'm here to rescue you. I'm the hero. Um, this is a more mature Luke still though, revealing his deepest truths to Leia. And the first thing he reveals to her is, is that the force is really strong in his family and even his sister has it. And, you know, I've always, I've always thought that it was really funny the way Mark Hamill delivers that line. And he's like, my sister has it. And then he, his mouth kind of goes open a little bit, like, <gasps> right. Like, um, like I could, <laughs> I could just like hear this, like him going like, and my sister, <gasps> Like, you know, like, like he's like doing this inaudible gasp. Um, and, and Leia's just like immediately, like, right. It strikes a chord with her. Like, you know, yes, Leia, it's you. I know somehow I've always known. Um, it, it, it's, it's funny though, because she, uh, this isn't on my list. I, so I want to talk about this with you here. Um, I, for whatever reason, this scene didn't make it on my list because, like I said, I was just, I wrote down the first things that hit me. Sure. Um, and this is a hugely important scene. I'm a big fan of this scene, but it just didn't make my list for whatever reason. So I wanted to be able to talk with the, you know, about it with you here. And, and I figured you'd have it. So I was safe. Um, <laughs> You're like, Carl, it's- Carl sure loves those dialogue scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
But, you know, we've talked about this scene before quite a bit and how impactful it is for, for both of them, but Leia in particular. Um, and, and it's kind of funny how when he says, you know, yes, it's you, Leia almost has this look of horror on her face. I don't know. It, it like, like she's a little surprised, confused, and it just sort of melds on her face, like, you know, almost looking like horror, like she's shocked. Um, I don't know. But that, that, that sometimes, sometimes when I'm looking at it a certain way, it almost looks just like, oh, God, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, but I, I love this scene. Um, and it really is so key and so important for the two of them because it defines their relationship together because they've been friends they were kind of uh, you know flirting with the idea of being an item way back with the you know with a new hope uh not really just kind of you know playfully um but you know now they're just good friends because she's definitely you know romantically involved with han uh but this clearly defines who they are together now we finally have a definition. We finally have a framework for Luke and Leia. So, and I'll let you pick it back up. Yeah, no, that, that I, I appreciate those points. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, so Luke has Luke's, you know, darkest secret right now in a way. His darkest truth is that Darth Vader's his father. He has not shared that information with anybody. Um, nope. And Leia is the first person he shares it with. And then he immediately follows it up with, I'm going to go save him. And right. Like, of course, Leia is dumbfounded by this. Like, uh, are you kidding me? He's a monster. Right. Right. Like, and, and Leia has firsthand experience of Vader being a monster. Um, yeah. So for Leia, this is just foolhardy, and she encourages Luke to just kind of flee. Again, you know, Leia, just like um, Ben Kenobi, you know, Ben Kenobi wants Luke to face Vader ultimately to destroy him, right, to defeat him. Um, right. You know, Yoda never specifically says that, especially in Return of the Jedi. Like, yes, in Empire, he says, you know, a fully trained Jedi will face Vader and his Emperor and conquer them, right? Um but in, in Return of the Jedi, Yoda doesn't explicitly say that. But Ben Kenobi is still pretty explicit. Like, you've got to face Vader for the purpose of defeating him. Leia here also, like, you know, your father, you save him. You know, you run away from here. You know, far away. I wish I could go with you. Um, right? Leia is also – this is this is the only moment that I can think of between Luke and Leia where Luke actually – has a little bit more wisdom than Leia. I would say the majority of their relationship in the films is Leia has certainly more wisdom and she's the one sharing it with Luke. But this is that moment again, because Luke return of the Jedi is ultimately the story of the enlightened Luke Skywalker, the, or, or to use Sam Witwer's words, Luke Skywalker is a man. <laughs> you know, I love the way he says the word man. <laughs> um, and you know, in this moment, Luke is saying to Leia, like, no, like I've got to do this. Or, 
or die trying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and Luke knows that he may die trying. So in this moment, he's trying to reveal to Leia, like, you know, you've got this power too. And if I don't come back, you're the only hope for the Alliance, right? This, right. you know, this, this rebellion, like, yes, it has a, it certainly has solidified a decent military. It's, it's got some structure to it. It's got some political connections, but ultimately, you know, one of us are going to be the cause for the victory. And Luke is kind of passing in a way he's passing that torch to her to say, if I don't come back, it's all up to you. Um, right? right. And um, it, again, like it's, it's the one instance where he is the one passing on the knowledge to Leia, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I just, I love this scene because now Leia, uh, I, I think, it's probably an easy thing to accept that Luke is her brother. Great. Like, yeah, I've already known. Mm-hmm. I've always known that. But then when he goes back to, you know, indicating I need to go f- save our father, um, Leia is just like, what? No. Like, cause again, her experience of Vader is just of a monster. And again, right. if, if you've read, you know, bloodline, which is that great book that came out just, you know, two years ago by Claudia Gray, Right up into because Leia keeps it a secret that Darth Vader's her father all the way up till basically seven years before Force Awakens. The galaxy does not know this truth. And even when Leia in her own inner monologues in that novel talks about how she she still struggles to believe that Vader was there was any goodness in him. But, you know, she remembers the, the moments when Luke talks about Vader turning and, and you know, becoming Anakin again. She, you know, I, I remember it because it's easy to, to remember a language like this, but in the novel it says, you know, when Luke speaks of that moment, a beatific smile comes over his face, right? Like Luke gets lost in that, that moment of redemption. But one, Leia didn't witness it herself. And secondly, her only experience of Vader was that of a monster. Um, yeah. So in this particular moment, like, yes, Luke is doing the right thing. He's doing what he knows he has to do. He's living out his truth. Um, but Leia is for once the one who's struggling to understand that. Um, but again, I, I, I ultimately love the moment because again, what it says about Luke and Leia is that Luke is not afraid to share anything and everything with Leia one, because he knows she can handle it. And two, because she is just the one he trusts the most. Um, which again, like moment, like a moment like this, I think is very indicative of, of, what is so important about where Luke is at when we roll around to last Jedi? Um, yeah, you know, and, uh, I don't know if this moment's on your list and I doubt it is, but like that moment when Luke is explaining to Ray, you know, like Leia trusted me with her son, right? Like the, the amount of guilt he feels is because it's Leia's son. Right. Um, If this was just a random student, it'd be a different story, but it was Leia's son. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Right. So anyway, but yeah, that's my number two. I've talked plenty about it, so I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, I I don't have much else to to add to that. So I um, I think we'll yeah roll move on to my two. number two. Yeah, do it up. Uh, well, my number two has already been mentioned, um, and that's when Luke reaches out to Leia on Bespin. Um, you know, he he is on his own now. Um, ben can't help him. His teachers are, you know, too far away or unable to help for whatever reason. And so he reaches out to Leia. And the remarkable thing 
is not only does he reach out to her, but she hears him. And there's that connection. And, and, and you're right. You, you mentioned this earlier. It's the first time she's really, we really ever see her use the ability uh, to use the force, you know, have that, have the ability to use the force. Uh, she hears him through the force. Um, we get the force theme that's played to help us, you know, make that connection. Uh, but they, they do connect and she knows exactly where he's at. Not, not only does she just hear him, but she knows where to find him. Um, and they go back immediately. And then the scene, you know, does continue along after they rescue him and he, you know, they, they start flying away and she starts tending his wounds. Um, I, it, there's a tenderness there between the two of them that I think is um, really, really a neat thing to see. But this is where the connection really begins to strengthen, I think, between Luke and Leia uh, because they have reached out and now they don't have Han with them. You know, this is going to continue to build because Han is not around. They're still going to be trying to find him, but it's, it's something that they have now formed this connection, this bond. And it's something that is not easily going to be broken. Um, and it's not something that should be broken, obviously, but I, I don't know the the moment is great. You've already expounded quite a bit on it, but I, I, I just, I love it. And it's my number two moment between Luke and Lane. So, yeah, well, I, I don't feel compelled to share anything because I've already said my thoughts. <laughs> there you go. Given my piece. Um, so, number ones. Number one. I wonder if we have the same. I'm having a feeling we might. <laughs> we just might. Um, it is that moment on Crate in Last Jedi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so damn good. It um, is. And uh, yeah, I, it's it's this is my favorite moment between these two characters, um, you know. And again, like without Last Jedi, for sure. I mean, I, I still have plenty of a list, but there's something so wonderful in this moment um, because of what they still mean to each other and what they're mm-hmm. able to do for one another, right? Um, they. Luke and Leia share such a beautiful relationship. And again, it's very different from the relationship between um, Luke and Han or Han and Leia, right? Like Han and Leia share a romantic relationship. That's going to look a certain way. Luke and Han certainly share love, but it's a a certain kind of love. It's going to look a certain way. Luke and Leia have this very, you know, uh, familial to, to use the, so right, like the, the Greek language has three forms of love, you know, philia love, which is the love between friends and family, um, agape love, which is selfless love, and then, you know, eros love, which is kind of like passionate erotic love. Um, I think there's a fourth in there, but I don't remember what it is. I don't know. I mean, I've, if there is, I didn't know about it. But anyway, um, this love that Luke and Leia share with each other in, in all love, in all forms, ultimately lift us up to become someone better. Um, and that's what Luke and Leia have always done for each other. And I think this moment is the the pinnacle of that. It's, you know, and again, like I, it, we obviously talked a lot about The Last Jedi between December and, and early February. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, even now where it stands, a few months removed, it's still not my favorite Star Wars movie, but there's so much in there that is just so, so good. And this to me is one of those moments that is just so freaking perfect. Um, I think Ryan Johnson perfectly nailed the chemistry between Luke and Leia. Um, and, uh, you know, this scene when Luke shows up, the first thing he does is apologize. Um, and I think it's a twofold apology. He's apologizing, you know, in part because he's still sorry for what happened to Ben, but he's, I think he's also apologizing for leaving, right? For going into exile. Yes. Luke does believe that's the best thing for him to do. Um, you know, Ryan Johnson has done a great job of explaining why sadly he doesn't do a great job in the film explaining why. Um, but he has done a great job outside of the film explaining why Luke does this. Um, and I think even in this moment though, Luke, I don't, I don't know if it's regret. I I think that's probably, again, it'd be up for debate. I don't think, I think you could come down on either side, whether or not he's regretting his decision to go into exile, but he is certainly apologizing for it to Leia here, right? Like, I'm sorry. I disappeared and look what happened, right? Even force awakens indicates that, right? Luke Skywalker has vanished. And in his stead, the first order is risen, right? Like, um, Luke yeah. is, you know, he's coming to Leia and he's taking responsibility for the fact that things are in this dire of situation in part is because Luke chose to leave. Um, and he's apologizing for that again. Like he's not so in a way he's so damn stubborn the entire time he interacts with Ray, right? Like he, he refuses uh-huh. to really help her <laughs> even when she like they have their little fight and she extends the lightsaber to him one last time. He's still too stubborn to come back, but he's not too stubborn to apologize to Leia. Um, And, uh, you know, I want to say, you know, while, yes, I think he is apologizing for for the state of things. I think he's apologizing almost more for cutting Leia out. Yeah, good point. For abandoning her, you know, for cutting her off. Um you know, from the force with the, to each other, because I get the sense, you know, that especially the way that they, they reconnect almost instantaneously when he opens back up to the force, um, that they talk, you know, through the force quite a bit, you know, while he's gone, while he's out doing, you know, things and she's on, you know, diplomatic assignments and all that stuff throughout the years between episodes six and seven, I get the idea that they they were in pretty regular communication via the force as she grew in her abilities. Um and and he completely shut it all down. And so he comes and the first thing he really does is apologize. But the first thing that she does is she diffuses the situation because he doesn't know how to start. You know, he doesn't know where to begin. I know what you're gonna say. You know, I changed my hair. <laughs> Looks nice. So, um, so uh, she knows, you know, how terrible Luke feels about what's happened and what he's done to her. Um, and she's already forgiven him for it well before he showed up on crate. So, um, yeah. So yeah, no, it, it, it's a it's a bittersweet moment 
Yeah. For Luke and Leia, because, you know, obviously it's the first time they are able to connect in a long time. They're not physically in the same place, but they seem to recognize that. Uh, she seems to recognize that rather quickly. Um, but she's okay with it. But then again, it's also the last time they're going to have this kind of a moment together. I still think Luke's going to show up as a forest ghost and, you know, oh, for sure. maybe he'll show up to, to, to Leia, you know, between episode eight and nine, but we're never going to see something like that on screen. Um, well, yeah, because Sadly Carrie's too. gone. Right. Um, um, but you know, I mean, I love that, you know, Luke shows up, apologizes, and then immediately, you know, he shifts to the thing that's obviously the thing that dr- drove the wedge between Luke and Leia. I mean, not because Leia chose it, but more because Luke chose to, um, you know, about Ben. You know, I came back to face him, Leia, and I can't save him, you know. Yeah. And then she admits, like, uh, you know, I held out hope for as long as I could, but I realize now, you know, my son is gone. Yeah. And then Luke, and I just love this line, no one has ever truly gone. And he says it with just such deep belief. Yeah. And and again, like, you know, for the people, you know, because obviously there's a lot of, there's been all sorts of criticism about Last Jedi, specifically about Luke, you know, oh, that's not Luke Skywalker. Luke never thinks anyone's beyond redemption. True. And that's what is exactly happening in the scene. Luke knows that he is not the one who will redeem Ben. He can't. And that makes perfect sense. Like the reason yeah. Ben fell is because of what happened between them that night in, you know, at the Jedi Academy. Luke knows there's no fixing his mistake there between Ben and Ben's eyes, right? And we even get it from Ben's, we even get it from Kylo's perspective, right? Luke with those Sith-like eyes about to strike him down in, in cold blood. Luke right. is not the one to redeem him because Kylo's hatred is too deep. But Luke saying no one has ever truly gone immediately like re I think it reignites the hope in Leia that Ben can be redeemed. He's just not the one to do it. Right. And more than that, after he says that and extends the hand and delivers Han's force dice to her. Right. (laughs) um, Which by the way are in the solo trailer, which is great. Um, Yes. And they are the same dice that we see in a new hope. I checked. Um, But, uh, (laughs) When he hands those to her, to me, this this is the most beautiful moment between the big three. It is a reconciliation moment between the big three. Yes, Han is not physically there. In a way, Luke is not physically there. Um, right. But it's this moment where the three of them share their love for each other and their continued love for Ben Solo. Right. And I think this little tender moment is so big because it reminds Leia that, nope, my son is indeed redeemable. Um, And I think that's what ultimately what makes this scene so perfect is, again, like we've talked about so much tonight, there is such a beauty in the relationship between Luke and Leia where they, they, they both have offered each other so much. They've, they've lifted each other up and elevated each other into places they couldn't have been without their relationship. And in this moment, especially when Luke goes out there and and ultimately just sacrifices himself for the future, what he's also doing, though, is, yes, he's he's reigniting hope, right? That's the whole point of that scene is Luke is bringing hope back to the galaxy. Right. Um, But in a very specific way for Leia, 
he's bringing hope to her that, you know, your son is not entirely gone. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and his, his last act here is ultimately, in my opinion, it's ultimately one of love for Leia, um, more than anything. Um, oh, yeah. he's do he's there for Leia. First and yeah. foremost, he's not there for Ray. He's not there specifically for the resistance. He's there for Leia and then whatever else that might mean. And what's important to Leia is the resistance is the, you know, reconstruction of the Republic. But I think those are all secondary to Luke. What's most important to Luke is his sister. Yeah. Yeah. His sister and setting things right with Ben, you know, from where they were left off, not necessarily fixing the situation, but doing what he can towards resolving their difference, you know, and, and you're right. You know, the, one of the big topics of their discussion is Ben and, and obviously, you know, Luke, you mentioned earlier, Luke is so torn up about what happened to Ben because he's Leia's son and, and what that means and how he almost probably views it in a way as a betrayal of his sister. Which it's not, but you know the, his his inability to save Ben from turning to the dark side, he probably blames himself and sees that as a betrayal against Leia, which is one reason why he's distanced himself from her. And Leia doesn't blame him at all. You know, it, it's not something that she, I don't think, even considered. Um. And we got that in The Force Awakens when she tells Han that, you know, Snoke turned Ben. You know, she's very firm and convinced about that. Um, and you're right. I, I will agree. The criticism against Luke is a little unfounded, I think, in this regard. Because while Luke, you know, Luke does say anybody is still redeemable. You know, there's no definite line to that someone has to cross where they can't be redeemed. Um, I mean, look at Vader. Vader slaughtered younglings. He destroyed an ent the entire Jedi Order, inadvertently killed his wife, uh, tortured his children, blew up planets, and he's redeemed. I think that's a bit more than what Ben has done at this point. Um, yeah, there's patricide and all, but come on, folks. Just because it's Han Solo doesn't mean he's not redeemable. Um, <laughs> but but Luke can't do it. He's not the right one to do it. It's going to have to be probably Ray. Yeah. You know. Right. Of the two of them, Luke and Leia, Leia would have the better shot of redeeming uh, Ben than he would because Ben couldn't pull the trigger when it came to it during the space battle um, earlier in the movie, he could not pull the trigger to blow up the bridge where that his mother was on, but Luke can't do it. And, and Leia doesn't stop Luke from have, from confronting Ben. She understands the situation there, there's, and I feel like there's so much more being said under the surface here between this con in this conversation, there's so much more being communicated that we don't hear um, because they do share such a deep connection um, that I, I can, I 
would imagine there's a lot of, of feelings and thoughts being transmitted through the force as well. So, but yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, it is, it is near perfect. I agree. I love the scene. Yeah. You know, I, I would still love in some way to get, whether it's in like, you know, through dialogue or, or exposition or even eventually someday in like a novel or something. But I'd love to see how Luke approached Han and Leia after Ben, you know, destroys the Academy and, and takes off. You know, does Luke just I mean, he he indicates that, you know, he clearly said something to them because, you know, you know, Leia blamed Snoke. But I knew I knew the truth. I knew it was me. Um, you know, does, does he fly off to find them and say, here's what happened? And then just disappear. Like I'm just, I'm just still really curious about how he goes about making the decision. Even because even Han in Force Awakens, right? Like, you know, oh well, you know, he just disappeared, and you know, the people who knew him best, which I assume would be Han and Leia, you know, think he went looking for the first Jedi Temple. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'd I'd love to get a little bit more of what exactly went down in the heat of the moment. Um, but clearly what's happening here though, is something that has been consistently true of these two characters is their connection with each other and their ability to encourage each other to be more right. Leia's whole character in, in last Jedi is a character of hope. Who's trying to inspire hope, right? Like in, and that's evidenced in the character of Haldo and, and in Poe, right? These are characters who, who are fighting for a, a, a richer future because of what Leia has taught them. And Mm -hmm. Leia at the end of this movie, I I wouldn't describe her as hopeless, but she seems to be running. She herself seems to be running out of hope, but Luke comes back to remind her of who she is. And she's the one who brings Luke back and reminds him of who he is. Right. Yeah. And he is a legend and that legend is valuable. Right. Ray, Ray tries to do it. She's unsuccessful. Um, I would say Yoda, yes. Yoda is ultimately the one that finally wakes him up to go back, but he's still doing it. He's got that passion to do it because of Leia. Right. Right. There's unfinished business between the two of them that he has to resolve before things end. Yep. Exactly. And that is a huge motivation for Luke. Exactly. So, but you're right. Leia is, she spent so long trying to inspire hope in others and bring hope to the galaxy and uh, to instill this ideal of hope in the resistance that she's almost given it all out at this moment. And she sits there almost in a way accepting defeat at this moment. But for the only the most the quickest of moments does that really set in, because then and that hope goes from the spark that she was talking about to an ember and then bursts back into flame as soon as Luke walks into into the room. Yeah. So he rekindles that hope within her that she's trying to pass around to everyone else. Um, and she reminds him of the man he really is. Yeah. 
I love it. Me too. I'm so glad. I, I honestly, like when I was putting together my list this morning, I was like, I bet you this is Jason's number one or maybe two, but I figured <laughs> be right there. Because the yeah. yeah, it's just such a great moment. Such it is. a great moment. It is one of the best moments in the movie. And then it's followed up by my favorite scene in the movie, which is Luke taking on the entire First Order by himself. Because, I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's great. I love it. It's so I can't good. get enough of it. So good. Um, but I think that's going to wrap this one up. I think so. Um, I think so. And, you know, and as always, you know, when we post the episode, please feel free to share your, you know, your, some of your favorite Luke and Leia moments. Cause I'm sure we missed a lot of things that you guys all love too. Um, so if we missed anything or you just want to say like, Oh, but I really love this moment. And it, tell us why we, we always love to hear that stuff. It's, it's great when you guys, um, you know, join in that conversation and, and bring your own insights to things. Cause that's, that's one of the best parts of doing this show. It really is. So, um, just a couple of quick housekeeping things. So, um, uh, next week there, we may be taking next week off being, I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in new Orleans all of next week with, a uh, doing a, a service trip with, uh, at the, for the college I work with taking a group of students to New Orleans to do service work for the week because it's their spring break. So I will be, um, I will have very limited interconnection for the week. Um, so I certainly cannot do any sort of podcasting. Um, Jason, you may, I know you may get something out next week. It's, it's, it's still up in I'm the I'm working air. on a possible episode. Nothing is set in stone, so it may or may not happen, but, but fingers crossed. Right. So, but the week I get back um, will be right after the series finale of Rebels, which of course we've been watching. Um, so mo- more likely than not, when we come back, so again, we, will, we, we most likely, if there is an episode next week, it'll be a, short, a shorter one. And, and, and again, Jason is going to take the helm on that. Um, but certainly the following week, that, that second week in March, we will be back um, um, to do a kind of just a recap on, on the finale of Rebels and, and talk a lot about that because I know there's a lot we're going to want to say. Um, and I'm sure a lot that you guys are going to want to say. So um, certainly be looking forward to that in a couple of weeks. Um, between now and then, of course, we've got these mini episodes on, on Patreon. I'll, Jason put up one, you know, late last week um, on Admiral Mahdi, which is great. <laughs> um, I've yet, I still haven't listened to it, but I can't wait to because I love these things. Um, I will be putting up another mini episode this week um, with another uh, Star Wars quote and unpacking that a bit. I still haven't picked a quote yet, but that'll definitely happen before I leave for New Orleans over the weekend. So certainly be uh, checking out the Patreon for that. Um, and again, if you're like, wait, what, what, uh, what, what are you talking about with all this Patreon? Um, all you got to do is head over to patreon.com slash podcast and, and just, you know, just, you know, pledge as a supporter. All you got to do is pledge a dollar and you'll get access to these, uh, these mini episodes that are going to be coming out every week, um, where Jason and I take turns, Jason's doing, uh, little character studies on some of the small background characters and I'm, uh, I'm taking a some sort of star Wars quote and, and unpacking it and it's importance in the saga itself. And then it's, it's importance for us in life in general. So, um, yes, again, and to all of those who do support us on Patreon, again, a, a very, very, very big thank you. We appreciate the yes. support, um, so very much. And we've had a lot of fun doing these mini episodes and look forward to continue doing them. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, Carl, I suppose we should um, 
do our the next in our series of polls here are yes uh, favorite musical moment from the empire strikes back folks be thinking about that and when we post that on our social media be sure to weigh in on that um we probably won't post it this week uh but we'll try and get it posted before uh carl and i are uh back together so you can weigh in then um carl if people want to weigh in on the episode, on the poll, on Rebels, on anything else that they want to do, where can they do that? <laughs> um, they can, of course, do it on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wampuslayer. Shoot us emails at Podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Podcast. Excellent. Anything else, Carl, before we wrap this up? Uh, I am all set, my friend. Excellent. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 272. Top 5 Luke and Leia moments. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.